0: On today's episode, we are building a business as big as Intercom.
1: Plus, marketing master Dave Gerhardt drops a private podcast.
2: And we're optimizing landing pages for the long run.
1: All this and more. Today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ.
2: It's Friday, November 22nd.
1: I'm Abby Sullivan.
2: I'm James Herrick.
1: And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, Intercom's customer converting strategies. Intercom is undeniably huge. Seriously, they've got more than $80 million in annual recurring revenue.
2: And 100,000 plus active monthly users.
0: Intercom has changed how support fundamentally works. Making
1: some serious strides in customer messaging and automation.
2: But the focus today isn't on the impact of Intercom, it's on the how.
1: How do they show value in their messaging?
2: How do they get so much traffic to their website?
0: What do they do to solidify their positioning? And of course, how do they
1: convert visitors?
0: In Intercom's six strategies to convert customers to their website, Sumit Hegde discusses what this user messaging tech giant did to become so insanely successful.
2: And in it, they cover a lot of ground.
1: They sure do, breaking down the strategies that
0: Intercom leverages, like... Identifying what your customers actually want.
2: Its audience segmentation approach.
0: Use case personalization.
2: And snagging your competitors' traffic.
0: At its core, the message here is about the customer. And we know customers matter more than ever. They
1: bring us back to the core of what we're building.
2: Without customer research, you're simply building the wrong product.
0: If you ask any luminary of Silicon Valley for the one lesson that matters, most will espouse the importance of focusing on the customer. Paul Graham, Gail Goodman, Steve Blank, Mary Meeker, all of them advocate for the customer. Yet no one's really following their sage advice.
1: Executives indicate that seven out of 10 of their organizations are speaking to less than 10 prospects, or customers in a non-sales research capacity per month. And this doesn't get better with a company's size.
2: We're in a world where we've literally been given the answer to success, which is understanding our customer. Not always agreeing, but at least understanding. And for the most part, we've turned our nose up at the notion of actually talking to the people that are ultimately paying us.
0: So resources like intercoms are crucial to read, digest, implement, and read again.
2: So here's the deal. If your customers don't rule everything around you, I'd argue you're doing it wrong.
0: Now let's take a look at how to optimize your LPs. A landing page is a web page purposefully crafted to convert visitors into leads or customers, but you probably already knew that. Drifts, Chanel Mullen today, is solving your landing page problems. She begins with one of her favorite marketing quotes from Pep Laya of conversion XL.
2: Other people's A B tests are other people's solutions. To other people's problems. Your website has specific problems, not generic problems.
0: This, Chanel says, has framed how she approaches conversion rate optimization, especially in the landing page realm. Other people's landing pages are other people's solutions to other people's problems. There's no sense in copying their messaging, design, or even their calls to action.
2: Avoid turning to a competitor for direction. Instead, turn to your own problems through conversion research.
0: Chanel's got the guide to solving your specific and contextual landing page problems, offering best practices and a literal step-by-step on how to implement, like defining your value prop and messaging, designing an intuitive user experience, and running experiments. Here's some insight from Alex Burkett at HubSpot.
3: That advice given on A-B testing, and this is uh, something Justin Rondo from Digital Marketer says, you shouldn't test everything. There, and I was saying there's a cost to it, right? So like you've got to get developers and designers. and like, Depending on the complexity of the test, it could cost weeks or months of dev work. And setting that up and running it is an opportunity cost because you could be working on something else. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is running an A-B test when they're going to implement the variation no matter what. Because then, I mean, just look at it in terms of ROI, right? You're going to implement Variation B, so that's going to be the outcome. And all you have is a cost associated with it. So you're net negative ROI no matter what you do. Landing
0: page optimization tools have made it incredibly easy to create landing pages in seconds. But that convenience doesn't negate the fact that you have to develop a strategy and, well, actually do the optimizing.
1: And for more in the Driftland, former CMO Dave Gerhart drops a podcast called The A-List. It's a business podcast that hits on topics from three books I'm reading right now to marketing bucket budgets, but apparently it's ultra-exclusive. He's offering three tiers of this bad boy. $10 for access to the private podcast and direct messaging to Dave himself. $30 for access to the pod, plus his private blog and a monthly live stream Q&A. $1,500, yes, you heard me right, for a monthly private one-on-one 60-minute consulting session aka one hour of dave on your marketing team each month subscribing to humans it's pretty genius and that's it for your november 22nd subscription news
0: up next a deep dive into the life of the aforementioned great gail goodman
3: today's subscription sapien is gail goodman Former president and CEO of Constant Contact, a leader in online marketing tools for small businesses. She grew the organization from pre-revenue startup to publicly traded company. We'll dig into Gail's impressively extensive resume, her lessons on alignment, and the customer first motto, and why she claims founders can't scale. Outside her work with Constant Contact, Gail is a fierce female advocate. Since helping a company that sold for $1.1 billion, she has sat on the board for Shopify, Mass Challenge, and MindBody, but is particularly passionate about Pepperlane, Sharon Kahn's venture that enables stay-at-home moms to create micro-businesses, inventing an entirely new form of entrepreneurship. In this clip from NECN.com, Gail tells us how Pepperlane empowers. We
4: find that there are 24 million women who are at home with their children, but their children are getting into school and they have time. They want to participate in the economy, Mm -hmm. but the choices are really um, difficult, right? You either get a full-time job or a part-time job where you're with a company that's mostly full-time and so you're not really part of the team. We're saying, create your own business. Wow. Get in business. And then we're giving you a community of support to help you get in business.
3: It's such a forward-thinking business model, and since the Pepperlane team just scored $4 million in funding from investors, it seems like they're only headed up. Although aside from her female-focused efforts, Gail gained the majority of her experience elsewhere. Gail's notable work includes authoring a book called Engagement Marketing, How Small Business Wins in a Socially Connected World winning American Business Awards Executive of the Year and Ernst & Young's New England Entrepreneur of the Year, being inducted into the MITx Innovation Hall of Fame and named a Top 30 Boston Innovator by the Boston Globe, all among her work at Constant Contact, where she grew the company to 650,000 customers and revenue of over $367 million in 2015, where she was laser focused on relationships to get there. Here we hear from Gail why a customer first motto and team alignment stood the test of time through his years at constant contact in a clip from businessofsoftware.org.
4: It also turns out that when you're aligned, you do go faster. So the anecdote to complexity, a little bit, is team alignment and prioritization. So when I say we spend a lot of time together, what do I mean? Well, by the time we sold the business the executive team was doing two day offsites a year, one in the winter, one in the summer, and a one-day kind of off-site in the spring and the fall. So that is a ton of time. I think it was some of the best time investment we made. So what did we do during that time? We got ourselves aligned. Aligned on what? So first, obviously, on strategy. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about strategy, but strategy is really pretty simple. Like, who are we serving? What problem are we solving, and how are we, what's our unique competitive advantage in solving that? But getting that right and getting that tight, right? If you're sloppy on that, that's again, where lots of things can get built that weren't needed or lots of people can get confused about the why. Right? Having your company, everybody in your company understand your why. One of the things I'm very proud of is I think everyone at Constant Contact could talk about who's our customer, what's our value prop, and how does our funnel work. Right? Alignment's important. The second thing you need to get aligned on is the, the culture stuff. Mission, vision, values. And you need to take the time to make sure you're living it. And again, I think CRISP really works. I can stand here today and just tell you constant context mission. We empower small businesses and organizations to create and grow customer relationships and succeed. Our vision was even crisper. Revolutionize the success formula for small organizations. And our values, at one point they were long and wordy, and then like there were six of them. Ended up with three values, three words each. Customer first always, make it happen. Sometimes we put an S and an H in the middle one. Seriously awesome people, which was code words for our no a-hole policy, but it it worked, right? Seriously awesome people, and we live those values.
3: And we hear Gail is also a huge feedback fan, which is something our Profwell team is incredibly honed into. One of Gail's common leadership lessons lies in the usage of feedback that flows through an organization as a whole. She claims founders can't scale, because they are often unwilling to change their behaviors, but she also knows there's a way to avoid this. Let's hear from Gail how feedback is the gift we should focus on giving and be okay with receiving. In this clip from her TEDx Beacon Street talk.:
4: Feedback is a gift. But in the gift-giving world, it's one of those we'd far rather give than receive, <laughs> right? And the more senior you get in an organization, the less feed, the less unfiltered feedback you get because our society has taught us the last thing you want to do is criticize your boss to your boss, right? Very bad. So you, as a leader, need to make sure you're getting unfiltered feedback, and there's ways to do that. So we do a. Employee Engagement Survey, and it specifically asks for feedback on our leadership. But one of the ones that's worked extraordinarily well for me is the facilitator of those offsites. I said we were doing goes around before each offsite and interviews the whole management team. Of course about the business and other things, but one of the questions she asks is, how is Gail doing as a leader? What would you like to share with her? And it's completely anonymous, trusted environment, The woman can probe so I can get real, actionable insight. So the first time she uh, went through this exercise with me, she came in with, like, a list. (laughs) It was unbelievably hard to hear. So I did what everybody does. I shot the messenger. (laughs) And then I got angry. I mean, really indignant. How could my team not understand why these kinds of behaviors were natural outcomes of all the tough things we had to be working on. And then I went home and cried. And then I brooded. And I mean brooded. (laughs) And then I brooded some more. And then I realized I had been given a gift and I wasn't accepting it. And that without this knowledge, there was no room for change. You cannot change what you don't know is a problem. And so I thank them if they listen to this. And I say to each of you, um, be thoughtful about how you lead. Hold up that mirror to yourself and your leadership. And defy the odds and show the world that founders can scale. Thank you.
3: If you enjoyed this snippet into the Subscription Sapien, share it with hashtag RecurNow and make sure you're subscribed to RecurNow to receive them straight to your inbox.
2: And finally, a teaser for what else is in store for Subscription Sapiens.
0: Next time on Subscription Sapiens, Teen Zoo who, as the founder of Zora, has given hundreds of other entrepreneurs the tools to manage their own subscription-based businesses. Find this and more like it on RecurNow.com. That's it for your November 22nd episode of RecurNow. Let me know if you have news you want to share, topics you'd like to hear discussed, or input to be spread. I am all ears at abby at recurnow.com.